You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. Um, Glad to have you. I hope that you're encouraged by what you hear today, even though at first glance, our topic is not extremely encouraging. The topic today is church conflict. Um, My guest to help me talk through this is Jeremy Stroh, our student pastor. Hey, Stroh. Hey, buddy. Uh, I know you guys have talked about this topic a little bit in college recently on Wednesday nights, I think. Yeah. And so I'm glad to have you add to the conversation. Uh, Just sort of want to kick off by an acknowledgement that if you're going to live together in the context of church, no matter when, no matter where, there's going to be there's going to be some conflict. There's no such thing, in my opinion, as a church where there's where there's no conflict. Um, and so, but it seems like to me that we don't want to deal with that. And so, rather than trying to learn how to biblically engage healthy conflict in the church, we just want to avoid it. And I, I think, in fact, what I see happen is. When we feel conflict in the church, maybe personal conflict between two Christians who are in a church, uh, rather than trying to resolve a difficult issue, one of them just leaves, or both of them leaves. Um, Or you sit on the opposite side of the sanctuary and just feel sour during worship. But I think what I'm trying to encourage the church family with today is that, first of all, don't be surprised that there is conflict. It's normal. And if you find yourself in the middle of that at some season, don't be totally blown away. But number two, don't abandon the church, not this church or the church. Like, mm. let, there are ways to work through that. And so um, glad to have you talking through the topic with us. Yeah. If, uh, if I was going to talk about my greatest weakness when it comes to church conflict, uh, or just conflict in my relationships in general, um, that's it, man. It's my tendency to avoid conflict, Yeah. to put on a smile, to be kind, and then to like walk away from any place. Um, where I would go, ooh, this could be, this could be hard. Yeah. This could be frustrating. This could require change or uncomfortable situations on my part, on the part of the person across from me. Uh, and I think it's wise for us to sometimes walk away from those situations when we go, hey, this is too small. It's not worth stirring up yeah. trouble over. I can trust God with this. We can see this differently. You know, the old agree to disagree kind of. A lot yeah, of first. a lot of things will take care of themselves, and yeah. I think the Book of Proverbs would grant a lot mm. wisdom to just kind yeah. of let you know. First of all, a lot of things that bother you, they probably will take care of themselves if you'll take them to the prayer closet and just seek God's will. That, yeah, that's true. If you can really love that person, if you can really say, "Hey, I see where they're coming from. I don't quite see it that way, but I love them, respect them, yep. and I we can both work with those kind of differences in mind." Then I think, yeah, sometimes it's okay to walk away from that. But that's not always the case. Nope. Some sometimes conflict won't go away or needs to be addressed to be re, be resolved. And uh, you guys have been working through Ephesians chapter four in college ministry, talking about this some, I think. Yeah, we have, and I think it's pretty insightful. Let's let's read it together. So Ephesians chapter four, um, Paul's encouraging the church to live out the Christian walk. To not live like Gentiles, not live like we used to, but live new lives. To be the new creation. Yeah. And then he gives this advice to them. He says, since you've been changed, right? Verse 25 of chapter 4. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. I think that's very important. We're going to be honest with each other. We're going to speak truth to each other. We're not going to... um, 
sneak away from hard conversations. We're going to do it in love, but if we need to have a conversation that's real and that's honest, we're not going to be afraid of that because he says we're members of one another. And I think that's what we lose. If we're not willing to have the hard conversation, if we're not willing to address conflict, a lot of times we lose intimacy. We stop being a part of one another. Those, those differences are important. So I'll say this. So if the body of Christ, we're one body, right? We're all members of one another. If the body of Christ um, is a reflection of unity, that unity does not always happen by an absence of conflict. It may happen by conflict handled in a godly way. Mm-hmm. In other words, sometimes Absolutely. the result of not engaging healthy, godly con- healthy conflict in a godly way Sometimes the result is disunity, that we just silently separate or one of us leaves. And especially in our culture, and, and I'm speaking against this. I think this is unhealthy. In our culture, we just leave. Mm. You know, we just, there's another church across town. Yeah. You know, I'll just, I'll just go there. And I think because of that, we're missing out on a tremendous work of God because a lot of the Christian life requires that we get over our selfishness or we show mercy or grace or that we apply wisdom or we, you know, but if we're not, if we're not, causing ourselves to be in situations where we where we have to bear with each other. You know, mm-hmm. the New Testament tells us essentially bear with each other. Like almost like, hey, put up with each other, right? Yeah. But um but if we take the easy exit and we just say, look, I'm done and we just go to the church across town, um how I wonder how much spiritual growth we've deprived ourselves of for us, for the other person, and for the good of the church in general. All right. So let's pick up yeah. where you left off. So he says, be angry, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. So we get this call. We should be bothered. We should be angry by things that should make us angry. There are some things in the church, sin, that we see our brothers and sisters being neglected, are being harmed, are not being treated fairly. Those things should bother us. If we see sin running over one of our brothers and sisters, we should get frustrated. But that doesn't mean we get angry or nasty in the sense that we're going to cause problems or that we're going to do evil or sin. In response to that yeah. anger, yeah. And we don't respond to sin with more sin. Mm-hmm. In other words, mm-hmm. let's say a believer in the church, um, let's say a believer in the church slandered you or gossiped you, you know, gossiped about you. Shouldn't have happened. That should not have happened. And so you're frustrated because of because of the unhelpful words coming out of a Christian brother or sister's mouth. So what are we going to do? And, and a lot of the times what we do is we res- in our anger, we respond to their sin with more sin. We start to talk about them or tell somebody else how frustrated we are about them. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to resolve the conflict in a way that honor, honor God. Yeah. In our anger, don't sin. Carry on there. Yeah. He says, and don't don't let the sun go down on that anger. Give no opportunity to the devil. And the idea there is that if we repress our frustration uh, with the sin or discord in the church, if we repress it, if we don't deal with it, if we avoid that relationship, Satan just keeps turning it up. He's going to get in our minds and our hearts and mess with us. And that's just going to keep separating us and keep separating us and keep us from being one body. And so he says, don't give him time. Deal with conflict quickly, deal with it lovingly, and deal with it quickly. And that's something that you speak about a lot to us as staff and as a church, and I really appreciate it. He goes on to say, don't let the thief steal. Let him work, do an honest work with his own hands so he may have something to share with everyone in need. And don't let corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasions that it may give grace to those who hear Another big word right there. So I imagine this, like even in the context of conflict, if, you know, as I'm new creation, I'm trying to live in context with my brothers and sisters. And even when conflict arises, not that I would avoid it, but that I would address it. And the words that I'm using are words that aren't just venting my anger, but they're useful for building the other person up. 
That's kind of that concept of speaking the truth in love, isn't it? Yeah. You know, absolutely. one without the other is not always not always as helpful as it could be. Yeah. Stro, I want to emphasize verse twenty seven, which mm-hmm. um, we kind of we kind of rushed past. You know, so the the text says for us to to be angry and not sin. Don't let the sun go down while we're angry. And I thought this was a very very powerful reminder. And do not give the devil a foothold. And to apply that specifically into church conflict. And I wonder how many of us out there while we're listening to the podcast today and while we're wanting to belong to each other, to be members of each other, really to be that that church family we dream about, where we love each other deeply in Jesus. I wonder how many of us, if we're honest, we look in the mirror this morning, we say, gosh, but I've given the devil a foothold because in my anger I have sinned, because I am in conflict with a Christian brother or sister right now that I won't resolve. And... Um, Anyway, I just I, I think the church would be so much stronger if we learned healthy and godly ways to deal with conflict when it begins to arise between Christian people inside the church. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, that's a good word. Good I appreciate word. you. I appreciate you talking th- through that with us. I know that we want to say that the church um, is perfect, but it isn't now, and it and it hasn't ever been. I mean, the New Testament letters are full of conflict. You know, you get to read um, in, in in nearly every letter. You know, a sense of some conflict that has to be resolved or has recently been resolved. And we're no different. And so I just want to push the church to a very, very hard act of obedience, which is let's handle conflict in the church well. Stroh, thanks for being with us, man. Yeah, man.